Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos. Hello, my lovely lightworkers. I hope you're having a beautiful evening. Welcome to Lit Up. I'm so excited to be here with you today. It's been a while since I did a live uh, session, a live interview, but I'm so excited to be joining you here today. I'm George Lizos. I'm a spiritual teacher. I'm an intuitive and the author of Be The Guru, a step-by-step guide to becoming your own spiritual teacher. And I work with empaths and lightworkers, helping you find, follow, and fulfill your life purpose. And I'm so excited to be bringing you episode six of my Lit Up Instagram show with Sonia and Sabrina Shaget Tully. Now I'm gonna bring the girls on and then we're gonna do some housekeeping rules. I'm gonna introduce them to you and we'll kick off with some questions. Okay, let me bring them on. I see they're already live. 
Can you hear me okay or can you not? Hear you. We'll call you oh, back. Now I can hear you. Oh. Now I can hear you. Yes. Wait, it's now back. I can hear you. There we yes. go. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> I know sometimes Instagram has a glitch, but thankfully this time it worked. I'm so excited to have you here. Now, before we start, let me do an introduction about you guys and then we'll do some housekeeping rules. And I'm excited for the questions I have for you today and to interact with everybody around intuition. So for everybody joining us right now, Sonia and Sabrina are the daughters of spiritual teacher Sonia Shekhet and the Hay House authors of You Are Amazing. At 12 years old, they began their formal esoteric apprenticeship with their mother. And since then, they went on to launch successful international coaching practices and work with countless clients all around the world. Today, they'll be teaching us their top intuition hacks and therefore how we can start using our intuitive abilities to live a more fulfilled and more soulful and more amazing life. Welcome, Sonia, and welcome, Sabrina. How are you? We're so happy to be here. So happy. Thank you so much for having us on. Uh, We're so grateful. It's such a pleasure. I'm, I'm so grateful to have you here and because I've been, I've been seeing you in Hay House events while I worked for Hay House for years. We've waved across rooms. We've, we've, we've chit-chatted a little bit, but we've never had a chance to really sit down and have a soulful conversation. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to, uh, to be having this with you. Now, uh, for everyone joining us right now, welcome to Lit Up. Lit Up is my Instagram live show bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning in and lighting you up. And here are the rules of the game. We don't want this to feel like a formal interview. We want this to feel like a group of people coming together and sharing information. So I want you to be part of this conversation. I want you to tap it out with hearts. If you hear something that you enjoy, that you resonate with, I want you to comment with your um, with anything that you have to share with your questions. Remember that by taking micro action steps, such as these ones, like tapping and liking and commenting, you are telling the universe that you are an action taker. So you're training yourself to being an action taker. And when the time comes for you to take the big action steps that will help you fulfill your life purpose, you're gonna take them. So these are the rules of the game. Let's get this party started. Okay, so Sonia and Sabrina. <laughs> the first question I have for you is something that I believe everybody wants to know. Now, you're the daughter of Sonia Shekhar, one of um, the most popular spiritual teachers, and you grew up in a household where Wayne Dyer and Louise Hay and Caroline Mays, these household spiritual names have been around. If I were to ask you to tell us the number one collective message that you received by interacting with all these people outside of their normal working environment, like living normal lives, what would that collective advice be? What did you learn as a result of growing up with these big spiritual names? Can I answer? Yeah. I feel like the first thing that I always love to say is that we grew up with a tremendous amount of normalcy. I think that the thing that was so beneficial about being so immersed in the personal lives of some of these teachers was that to us, they were just normal people with yeah. normal problems and normal issues, struggling, growing, developing. So I think that a lot of people come to the self-help world 
with the um, intention to improve upon what is already perfect about you, which is your spirit. And it's really about shifting the focus into becoming more aware and really becoming in touch with that intuitive voice from the beginning. And I think that having all of these very normal conversations about who they were as people, let us know that it's not anywhere we're trying to get to. You know, it's, mm. just, it's just a part of the journey. So I think that takes a lot of the um, guru out there emphasis off and made it very much about connecting with your inner teacher in here from a very early age. Yeah, absolutely. I think that Sabrina nailed it. You know, I feel we forget that we're all just normal people just really trying our best. And I feel like especially with all of those one, yeah, there's just the normalcy of it all. You know, and also, yeah. of course, like, trust your intuition and follow your heart, but also just they're, they're normal. <laughs> people are people. Yeah. Even with people with a tremendous amount of spiritual training and teaching that we were growing together. And so I think that that was a tremendous benefit to us because a lot of people said, well, how could you be so young and write a spiritual book? And I think that the truth is these messages of listening to your heart and your intuition they are important that we really take action on and listen to it at, at the younger the better so i think that that was a tremendous benefit is to be immersed in that from a young age to know that these tools work to know that they're powerful to know that you can change your life if you really listen to the voice of your heart and your spirit so i think that all of that from a very young age just made us really aware wow this stuff actually works yeah and i think even in addition to that, that it was normal, you know, having grown up with a community that really also focused on working with their own heart space and their own intuition and their own spiritual growth. You know, I find that so many people grew up in communities where there wasn't a lot of like self-reflection or ability to connect yeah. inwards. And so to be surrounded by all these wonderful people who really helped to mirror that as role models was just made it so that it was just what you do. <laughs> yeah, and you touched on something really important to me specifically, like the idea of idolizing spiritual teachers and having them be your guru. Like for example, in my case, I found myself uh, reaching a state in my spiritual path where I started idolizing and giving away the power, mm -hmm. um, my power to other spiritual teachers and other gurus by idolizing, idolizing them for helping me reach a state in my spiritual path. And then I realized that by doing that, by giving my power away, I was sort of reversing the spiritual growth that I was going through. Totally. And I may have realized it later than you guys because you grew up with these people, but I only found the courage to, like found the mirror to, um, to help me realize this about myself when I started working with Hay House. And I started uh, interacting with different spiritual teachers and realizing that there were people just like everybody else and right. normalizing the whole thing. So I think you'd be the perfect uh, people to, to give us some advice, to give some advice to, to people who have struggled, who, have, um, who tend to idolize spiritual teachers and give their power away. How can we start finding all the wisdom, all the love, all the happiness, all the support we need within us and stop seeing them and needing them from other people. It may be spiritual teachers, it may be celebrities, it may be other things in our lives in general, people or stuff, or in general, just projecting um, our happiness and our support 
to other people and seeing ourselves as flawed and as victims of life. How can we stop idolizing people and start finding all that we need within us? So I would say that the, the first thing is a lot of times when it comes to the spiritual teachers or celebrities, we imagine that they have somehow arrived. Yeah. That they have gotten <laughs> to a place that we need to somehow get to. Yeah. And that, and especially interestingly enough, now it's with social media and all of this, or like you see a teacher on a stage, or maybe you see an, a celebrity on a movie or whatever, you see this very teeny tiny part of their lives. And maybe somewhere in their lives that they are really excel and so we can project that they somehow have everything mm. together and because we don't get to see them as whole people it disconnects us and disempowers us from really being able to connect with ourselves mm. you know and i also find that not only that that we really you know especially in our culture we we always feel like we have to do more i have to work harder i have to do more spiritual stuff i have to be more connected more 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 and that sense of being more really makes us feel like where we're at and who we are isn't enough and mm. you know the, especially i mean the one thing that i think sabrina and i have really felt so blessed with is having our mom is that she's so inside out of like i don't have it all together and i find even in our in both of with Sabrina and I and our clients and how we coach and teach is that we really like to mirror it from a place of we don't have it all together right I think that it's getting out of some very old very deep esoteric spiritual patriarchal models you know, I think that there have been a lot of models of upward down where people sort of look at the church or look at the you know, the, the priest or the Pope or whatever, they put some spiritual teacher above them. And yes. that's been our, our model for really, truly thousands of years. And I think that we're coming out of an age where it's really time for us to start to wake up to that the divine teacher within us is a really our own intuition that you possess within your own heart and soul an intuitive gift that is your inner teacher, it is your guru, it is your light inside your heart. And so when we can start to flip the model on its head and stop looking outside of ourselves for the answers, but really start to think, okay, I've got this big question or I've got this big unknown that I'm on this journey right now. How can I tune more into myself? But I think Sonia touched on that so beautifully too, where I think that it's, it's the, uh, it's a model of thinking or a system where we're not used to having that much personal power. Mm. We're not used to thinking of ourselves in that way that I can do something, I can change, I can, I have the wisdom within myself. So for a lot of people, it's a journey to get there. I would say that for my sister and I, that's probably one of the great, the greatest gifts our mom could have given us was that from the earliest of ages, like two, three, four, five, six, whenever we would have a question, she would have us ask the question to ourselves first. So we would, instead of just to automatically go to the teacher or go to our mom, we would really have to pause and say, can I look within myself for the answer to this first? If it was still like, no, then it was, we could go outside, but there was a pause and a check-in moment. So I think that that was fundamental in building that sense of connection. Yeah, and I love that Sabrina says that. And this is just even, you know, we're talking about intuition hacks a great one that we use all the time. You know, yeah. so often we can say, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what my intuition says. I don't know what to do, but we haven't given ourselves just like one moment to just check in. 
And if we can even just allow ourselves a little bit of space underneath the fear of not knowing, then a lot of times we can get really clear guidance. Just even just holding that moment for just one moment and like, do I really not know? And it's like, oh, I do know. Yeah, it sounds like what you're saying is that the uh, the idea of idolizing other spiritual teachers and anybody in our lives comes, as Sabrina says, from that patriarchal structure. This idea that wisdom is out there, outside of us, above us. There are people who hold the answers and we just have to beg them for answers and try to find them outside of ourselves. So you bring in something that's very close to my heart, the idea that this whole patriarchal world has created a system where we're giving our power away. And, but I'm so grateful to, to find out like there are teachers like you and like so many teachers at Hay House uh, specifically that are bringing in this idea of balance, this goddess energy, this spiritual movement that's shifting everything around and allowing us to find all the answers we need uh, within us. Now, we touched on intuition a little bit and I wanna go uh, into more depth because we're, you're giving us all your intuition hacks today. Now, both of us, all three of us are millennials and we live in a crazy world. We live in a world where it's easier to skip our meditation practice in the morning and reach for our iPhone and go through and, and, and spend like hours on Instagram scrolling through photos and tapping through stories. Now, how do we quiet the noise? How do we quiet all the distractions we have in this millennial modern world and prioritize our spiritual practice? And most importantly, how do we shut down the noise and listen mm -hmm. to our intuition? Mm -hmm. I would say that, you know, for me, it really boils down to discipline. That I think mm. that as millennials, that's something that we kind of have an, a difficult relationship with sometimes. Yeah. Is like, we don't want to be controlled. Like, yeah. don't put me in a box. Don't <laughs> tell, tell me what it. to do. Self that I'm imposing on myself. So for me, it's, it's developing a very um, sort of a softer approach, but disciplined approach to my spiritual practice. That I really recognize for me, I just notice when I wake up in the morning, I get on Instagram and I do the scroll and then I have my coffee and I sort of just avoid my meditation pillow like I don't see her. You know, I, the whole day I really pay the consequences of resisting what's good for me. And that within myself, I can sort of get to this place now where even if I'm making a decision not to meditate, I'm at least owning that that was my choice. I'm sort of not pretending that I didn't make a decision, mm. you know, because I know for me that when I wake up and I do my, med my meditation, my mantras, my yoga in the morning for 15, 20 minutes, the same amount of time that can disappear like that on mm. social media, that my whole day is set with a different tone or vibration. Mm. Maybe the day is still a struggle or difficult, but I have a different sense of possession within my own being. So it's about, for me, finding that happy, peaceful, disciplined approach, because it really boils down to sometimes just, Sabrina, go put your butt on the meditation <laughs> pillow. You know, you need to show up, really show up to these things that you know are good for you. Yeah, and I love what Sabrina's saying on so many different places. First of all, just starting to show up. You know, how are we showing up for ourselves? How are we showing up for the things that we want? How are we showing up for to our own spiritual practice? You know, when we, and, and also in terms of social media and finding, 
practice for me one of the things that i really check in with is how does it make me feel and as i and it's almost like it's a it reinforces the goodness it's like when i'm doing my meditation or when i'm taking that 15 minutes of stretch i when i slow down and start right. to connect with my feeling body i can feel the difference and it's like it's like when you drink water versus not drinking water it's like being right. hydrated versus being dehydrated i'm like oh wow like water is awesome i love <laughs> i feel so being much hydrated. <laughs> so really so being in the moment getting quiet yeah. you know I, I also find that this is another conversation that and i talk about a lot is that we haven't really been taught to be okay to have feelings and to be uncomfortable and a lot of times we reach for our phones or for you know, distractions in order to sort of soothe ourselves. So in terms of even getting to find that place, it's like starting to find a little bit more space to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. But sometimes that's what spiritual growth is. Mm. I feel there's so much intention in the spiritual community about uh, the spiritual practice being really spiritual. We are inundated mm. with spiritual tools and mantras and and so many complicated spiritual practices, but it's really all about what? What is a spiritual practice really about? What would you How, say? I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's the commitment to a spiritual path. Yes. It's a commitment to a path. It's a commitment to really remember what's important in the moment. And I think that a lot of the times, for me, Sonia and I talk about what we call the endless self-help um low self-esteem really like using these spiritual tools because we feel like we're not good enough or we're not okay as we are so we got to keep doing what i keep doing i keep doing we gotta keep and at some point it's that pause stop and recognize that who you are already is beautiful and perfect just as you are and that for me it's just that reawakening that that's really what it's all about for me is that moment of just pause notice and reawaken that already in this moment, right yeah. now, I'm connected to my heart space and connected to the people that I love. It's, it's actually getting out of the always doing mind. And even in the spiritual community, we can get in that always doing, always improving, always, mm -hmm. you know, that I think can sometimes rob us of the truth of that we're just really beautiful and incredible right now. Yeah, and I think for for me too, in terms of, you know, we're so taught, to, we, we our spiritual teachers, we can learn all these tools, all these mantras, all these different things, but again, I'm really starting to check back in and see how does that resonate for me? Mm -hmm. You know, some people, it's like a sitting meditation is really good and that works for them, but some people, it's like, oh, they need to maybe do a walking meditation or a running meditation, or maybe this mantra doesn't work. And I sometimes find with our clients, that they'll get all these tools from all these spiritual teachers and then they'll try and force them into their lives. Yeah. <laughs> they don't actually resonate here. And so, so it's again, you know, and this right. is what I love about your work and what you do is it's about taking back that power and that ownership and say, how does this make, make me, me feel? Right. How does this resonate for me? Does this open my heart or is this something that again from that patriarchal system where i feel like i need to do i should like this yeah shooting mm. i should all over that's myself. what we call it. we should i should all over myself yeah Don't and sometimes over yourself yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes it's as easy as just singing or dancing or just doing the simplest thing as as long as we hold it against to the way we feel while we're doing that and being really conscious and mindful of how that makes us feel how does that part of our spiritual practice make us feel and does it light us up or does it bug us down in other words
Yeah. And, you know, I also find that something that is missing so much from spirituality, and this is something Sabrina and I talk about, is like play and yes. joy yeah. and how that connects us immediately to the moment, to our spirit, to our intuition, to the present, yes. to, to the universe. We are very psychic, very intuitive, and very silly because it keeps <laughs> us in the moment. Our mom, it's like if you spend time with our mom and our grandmother, who is the original, we call her the OG. She's the original gangster intuitive teacher. She is hilarious. And she'll say the situation is critical, but never serious. And this woman has been through some really intense, you know, journeys. And she'll say it is humor. And it is that is spirit that God speaks laughter. Mm -hmm. So growing up in our house, we were intuitive and we were a little bit crazy Romanian, but we were also really funny and we sing and we dance and we play and we're joyful that we can't forget that, yes, it's disciplined spiritual path, but it's also disciplined to be remembering that it's important to play. Like you should be disciplined about your play practice mm, as oh, well. Yeah. We shouldn't get so serious that we forget to play. Squeeze our spirit yeah. right out of our body. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the same sense that children are naturally more intuitive because they're in that sense of in-the-moment playfulness that we have as well, but slowly we've abandoned throughout our, our lives. So it's just a matter of reminding ourselves that that inner child that used to be playful and intuitive is still there within us. And it's just a matter of just allowing it to play. Okay, so with regards to ego and intuition, because that's usually the most popular question I get from people, how do I tell the difference between ego and intuition? Is that voice coming from my ego, from a place of fear, or is it coming from my soul? Is it coming from my spirit guides? What are some guidelines that people can use to ascertain between the two? Go ahead. I would say that Sonia often describes it to me as like ego contracts and spirit expands. Yes. So we talk about this a lot that when, because there are times where we are, are too going, is this my intuition? Is this my ego? Is this my brain? But the experience of ego will contract your energetic. Mm. It will make you feel tight. It will make you feel like you have no choices. It will make you feel anxious. It will make you feel uh, withdrawn or constrained. It's, it's a physical sort of response. So yes, it's actually getting in touch with the physical body because when we're really locked in an ego state of mind, we don't feel good. Yeah. There, there's actually just the physical body feels anxious, fearful, contracted. Spirit and intuition, on the other hand, when we're really connected to our intuition, even if what we're, let's say, Sometimes my intuition will tell me something I don't want to hear, right? Like my ego will be like, mm, I wasn't ready for that level of truth <laughs> intuition. Even so, when I connect to it, there's a sense of, ah, there's a sense of, okay, there's a relaxing, there's a, a state of, I don't feel contracted. So for me, it's really important to notice how spirit makes me feel versus how ego makes me mm, feel mm. and i sabrina also one of the things that she says that i love is <laughs> she'll say that you know your intellect your ego is really chatty it talks a lot so if you're trying to get guidance on something and it is you know da -da -da, just that chatty like a rotisserie chicken on the spit which i love the image that she always gives me <laughs> i love it so much it goes around and around and around that is your ego that is your intellect 
and you know when it's it, your your spirit when it's the voice of your intuition usually it, it's very simple it's not a lot of words and it also feels really reassuring it's like it, it just it's like ah yes and it resonates as true not right so the thing that we always used in our home growing up to differentiate was we would say it out loud because intuition is actually in we have in our inner ear our cochlear we hear vibration and if you say out loud so like today i was talking to my fiance we were having a conversation and i and and he was struggling with making a decision between two things do i go with this business or do i go with that business he was deciding two businesses to go with so i said well say it out loud say it out loud to yourself um if i i'm i'm gonna choose business number a versus I'm gonna choose business number B. Like he actually took it out of the headspace and said it out loud. And he said, when he said it out loud, he knew business B was the one that he needed to go with. He, he could hear it when he wow. said it out loud. But sometimes I think that we get really locked in our own ego headspace, even with our intuition. And so it's important to start to say it out loud to ourselves. I will often go on walks and talk my intuition out of my mouth and listen to myself as I'm saying it, because I can actually hear what's intuition versus what's just a lot of blah, 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 ego opinion. Wow, that's so powerful. So it's like your body's having a reaction basically to what you're saying and either agreeing with it or not. It's like muscle testing, but your yes. body has an opinion and knows. So would you say that intuition is embodied then? Oh, absolutely. I mean, intuition lives in your body. You know, it's connected to your heart and your guts, like your gut, your heart, then your throat is the chimney. Then your ears pick up on the vibrations when you yeah. say it out loud. And that's why it's so important to be in your body. And that's mm -hmm. why it's so important to put down your phone and put, you know, get off the computer and just even check in with your physicality mm -hmm. and really know how that feels. Because, you know, it's sort of like when we speak our intuition aloud, it's like we we get it out and we can feel it. We can, you know, we are vibrational beings. Everything in the universe is vibration. So we can feel the vibration. And, you know, the two things is how sensitive do you allow yourself to be? Mm -hmm. You know, we so numb ourselves out. And what happens is we numb ourselves to life, to our own intuition, to, and even to the goodness of everything. So really of just even taking that step back, giving yourself a little bit more space, checking in with how does this feel? Where do I feel this in my body? It's something right. that I say all the time, especially if I'm like in anxiety, I'm like, where is this living in my body? Let me just give this a little bit of space and then it also. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Oops. 
Oh, that's so beautiful. So my next question has to do with, since we're talking about intuition and how it's embodied, how it's all about connecting to our body, just listening to how your body reacts to it. What are some more intuition tips that you could give people watching live right now on how to develop their intuition? For example, if you could give people your number one, two, three tips, that these are your top lessons that you've learned in your path so far about developing our intuition, what would this be? A, you ex like, expect, know that you're intuitive. Just know that yeah. you are intuitive. So often people decide that they're not intuitive, that this is something that everybody else has. You are an intuitive being. You pick up on things all the time. This is not something that is outside of yourself, and it's just a way to re-empower yourself. Mm. I would say that so, so much. And even with that, it's like expect your intuition to work. Just right. that, that shift, that, that paradigm shift opens you up so much. And it's just a, a, a cleaning of a lens, really. Right. I would say that this is, for me, it's being open and expecting. That, that we need to start to expect our intuition to work. Mm. That we have to make room in ourselves and in our lives to check in with our intuition, but not from this place of doubting it. You know what I mean? Or doubting ourselves, but from really, I know I'm intuitive. And so often with our clients, we'll ask them to go through and make a list of all the times in their lives they knew something. Whether or not they responded to it the way they wanted to or not, to just make a list of all the times you were intuitive. The time that you knew, oh, I, you know, um, I should really pick up a power bar on my way out of the house. And then you end up, you know, in the car for four hours and you're starving. You think, oh, I'm so glad I brought that power bar with me. That's your intuition at work. Whether or not you knew it in that moment, your intuition was at work. Or whether or not you met somebody and you thought, oh, I really love that person. That person's got great energy. That was your intuition at work. You knew and you sensed and you felt something without any experience of that person that there was something for you there. So I think it's already starting to look at your history and really decide what's this common thread of when I really was listening to my intuition. I knew that that guy, that cute guy at the bar was for me. Or I knew that that, you know, that, that, that I shouldn't be eating dairy. That's some intuition I ignore all the time. I'm like, I, I'm eating dairy even though I know I shouldn't. But my intuition says don't eat dairy and I do it anyway sometimes. But anyway, the point is, the first thing that we start with is knowing. The second thing that I think is so important is that we make a distinction between the head voice and the heart voice. And so you mm. often do this, where we will give our head and our heart a voice at the same time by saying out loud my head says so right now i'm i'm deciding where to go on my honeymoon right and my head says um my head says you should look at a bunch of places my head says you should really you know look and not decide too quickly and my head says as you get the one chance at honeymoon so don't mess it up and my head says you know what I mean? Don't want to be uncomfortable. My head has a bunch of opinions about it. My head says Tanzania or maybe Zimbabwe. I don't know. My head, blah, blah. There's a lot. So I'll say it out loud. All the things that my head is saying about me, like just say it out loud. And I'll say it until we call it emptying the garbage. Until we've emptied the garbage completely. And then I'll go to my heart voice and my heart says, my heart says, always this is kind of funny my heart always says calm down but that's the general thing my heart says to me a lot of times chill and then my head my heart says um southeast asia 
so to go to Southeast Asia. I just have this feeling in my heart that that's the place that we should land. And so it's not about trying to get rid of the head voice mm. or the ego voice. Sometimes we need to really honor that it has a lot of opinions, but then we can distinctively say out loud, my heart says, and you fill in the blanks, which is my head says, my heart says. Those are, that's a really simple little tool we use a lot in our lives. And just, I mean, those are two tools, but also just to reinforce why these are such powerful tools. The first one of starting to notice all of the intuitive hits that we have and start to write them down and start to train our intellect to trust our intuition. You know, our intellect and our egos get really afraid and don't want us to trust our intuition just because they are trying to protect us. It's, you know, they're trying to create, they're trying to keep us safe. That's, that's what they're doing. And they have a very limited window from which to look. It's almost like look through a peephole. So it's like, ah, but when I want to make the wrong choice, right. but they only have this much information. But when we start to notice and write down, okay, like I did that power bar or that person, what that guy at the bar was for me, or I felt this way and whether or not we followed it or not, it's like our minds can start to go, oh, oh, all right, maybe you're onto something. This, uh, this intuition, I feel like maybe I can trust it a little bit more. And that allows us, because, you know, sometimes people also get afraid to touch their intuition because they're like, in their minds, it feels like they're flinging themselves off a cliff. And it's like, you don't have to fling yourself off your cliff. No. You can no like cliff flinging. Yeah. You can I'm just... a very safety conscious person. <laughs> yeah. And also, you know, even with this head to add, my heart says, again, that's the power of your own voice. That's clearing that chimney. That's checking in with your body. That's listening to the vibration. That's anchoring in those places you know my third tool that i love 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 to tune into my intuition and what i use with my clients all the time is get in your body get in your body and that shake means, the yeah, yeah exactly shake it exactly shake get in your it, butt. yeah shake it shake it shake it most yeah. people know that that's like at hay house that was what we were known for which was our mom would make us go out on stage first she'd be like warm up the audience we yeah, Sabrina, the first time I met you was on the stage dancing at the beginning of your mom's event. Foley. <laughs> Foley. It is like, uh, but it's like soul medicine. So, Sonia's right on. Our intuition lives in our body, it doesn't live in our brain. So, in order to really connect fully inwardly, which goes back to what we were saying before about the ego and the guru and the spirit, it's, it's, it's like we need to get in, in here. It's not out there anymore. We're shifting the paradigm from out to in. Yeah, and what I love too about dancing and, sh you know, it's like for me, I love dancing and I love the play and I me love too. the fun because that is spirit. That's the language of spirit. And when we can come from that place, when we get to be embodied, when we get to be present and get to come from that fun, joyful place, everything in us opens up. Yeah. It's like we become so available. Our minds get quiet. and. You know, like I was saying earlier, spiritual path, yes, some of the spiritual awakenings are very difficult. Spirituality requires a lot of discipline, but also it's joy. It's being connected to that authentic, heartfelt place and dancing and singing are like my favorite, favorite tool. Every single morning, 
I start, I like play music every single morning. It's how I start. I mean, my mom and I, the other day we found, Sabrina sent us this disco song that we grew up with called Daddy Cool, which is like hilarious and like so over the Daddy clock. Cool. And if you want like a very funny, ridiculous music video, I would recommend checking it out on YouTube because it's just so extra. But we just put on Daddy Cool and have like a three minute dance party. And it was, and it was like, just like a dance break. And it was so great and just woke up my spirit brought me right back in after like sitting at the computer and i was just like oh that felt so good <laughs> yeah one of the things i love about you girls and about your mom as well is that uh, at the start of every single event is put down your notes you won't need them you won't need your notepads just stand up and just shake your butt and get in your body so the common thread in what you're saying right now and all the the fabulous intuitive intuition hacks you've given us so far i feel they all have to do with reminding ourselves that we are already intuitive and moving away from this old paradigm that there are gifted ones that hold the power of intuition and just realizing that we're all intuitive at heart now my next question has to do with taking it a step forward and really connecting to our spirit guides mm -hmm. so let's say somebody has really connected with their intuition they learn how to trust it and how to separate between ego and intuition and they want to deepen that by meeting their spirit guides and really having a conversation with them and allowing them to guide them throughout their life purpose how would they go about meeting their spirit guides or their angels so there are so many ways to connect with your so, you know, first of all just your whole constellation of guides you know, the first thing that I would say and what I tell my clients when they ask me to start working with their own spiritual guides is I usually find that a lot of times our biggest block can be our heads. And that's mm. where we can get so specific. You know, it's like, what guide is this? What angel is this? This is my intuition. Right. Instead of just starting to start to even allow yourself your own availability. You know, one tool that we use is to name your guide. Right. What is your what is your spirit guide's name? And you know, the thing is that sometimes my clients get really hung up on this because they'll be right. like, what's the name? Like, what is, like, yeah. forever? What is right. the name? And, and get, they'll get, like, really heady with it. They'll be like, right. it's like, ah, ba, 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 da, ba, da, ba, da, you know, like right. something that's, like, feels really spiritual. Like, that's their guide's name. But, you know, first of all, I think about it as, like, your guides, it's like a, our names, it's almost just like a little calling card. Your guides already know when you need them. It's it, They don't work in the same realm of needing to be paged like you would if I were to call Sabrina. But if we can start to feel that and let ourselves just pop out a name, it's like, and don't think about it and don't make it a forever name. Start to work with your guide's name of just like my, you know, my spirit guide's name is fill in the blank and go quickly. Don't let yourself marinate on it and again right. see how it feels right mm. for me my my spirit guide's name is poppy mine is painting you know yeah. and sometimes i love she's it rose sometimes i'm daisy i mean we got a whole you know so i think that that's so important to just like sonia said go quickly because the mind is the one that wants to slow you down the, the, your spirit is just connecting with a subtle energy or subtle frequency. The second thing that I think is really important when we start talking about guides or connecting with guides is that I see two things happen quite a bit with our clients, which is that they want the full on disco light show from their guides, <laughs> which is they want like Jesus Christ and yeah. 
Elvis on a float coming in with like, you know, and so what they end up doing is that's, that's a thought. That's what we've decided is what our guides should be doing, where your guides may communicate with you in little signs and symbols and songs. Your guides may not communicate through your clairvoyant eye. They may communicate with you in other ways. And so we have to decide that what we think our guide, how we think they're, what they're going to speak, what language they're going to speak, that they might speak a different language than that. And we've yeah. got to ask, am I open to speaking spirit guide? And for me personally, I've had most of my spirit guided experiences are like yesterday I was having a conversation with a friend and we were talking about um, uh, her father who had passed and out of nowhere just came one little white feather floating down just like out of the clear blue sky one single white feather and they just landed on the ground and it was like that was a guy that was in that moment. That's how that, that subtle energy and frequency, whether we could say it was her father or her own higher self or an angel, it doesn't really matter. To me, it was just the affirmation and the guide in that moment of just the presence and then acknowledging, right, there was spirit. There was spirit right there in that moment. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, our guides are here to support us. And they are so happy and thrilled. So first of all, ask for help. Ask your yes. spirit guides to show up. That's another thing. Ask your guides. You want to connect with your guides? Say, say, I want guides. I need you to come in and show me a sign. Show me a symbol. And then it's up to you to be open and notice. Pay attention for the feather that shows up or the song on the radio that has just exactly the message that you need to hear or the bumper sticker right in front of you or the thing that a friend says. I mean, our guides communicate in so many different ways. And a lot of times what I find is that we want to connect with our guides, but it's like, we're like this, like, I don't have any guides. Where are they? Right. But we are not the ones who are open or even starting to look and notice. And the thing is, is like your guides can have a certain signature, a certain way of showing up. And the thing is, it's like, as we start to pay attention, expect, notice, anchor that in, we can start to become more attuned to their subtle frequencies, their subtle signatures. But I always say in the beginning, just be open because otherwise your head gets in there and then it makes it intellectual and not a spirited experience. The, the one other thing that I think our mom really instilled in us too from a young age around guides was that they connect through the portal of our imagination. So that one way that we could really connect to our guides was to remember that our imagination was like a powerful place of connection. And people, a lot of the time, will have images or, like I had a client last week who, she said, well, I really wanna to connect to my guides. And I said, well, my guides are saying that you're really connected to them already. Uh -huh. She said, well, that's true. And I said, well, who are you in contact with? She said, well, I've got my tiger who goes on walks with me. I've got my um, my light worker who does courses with me. She was like, I got my angel Frederick. She like started, and I was like, so why are you asking me about connecting to your guys? If you've got a whole crew there that you're already in contact with, she was like, that is a good point. You know, so I think that my point is that she already knew make it up our mom would always say that to us because our imagination is really our connection to our spirit so if you want to if you want to create a connection to your guide you can ask yourself the question if i had a guide who would they be 
Mm. And that just lets it be kind of playful and spontaneous. And it's like, if I had a guy today, who would they be? I feel like I would have like one of those lion, lioness guys mm. today. I, you know what I love about that too, Sabrina? Is when you say, if I had, it gets us out of our intellect and opens everything up. It's like, oh. The ego, it disarms the ego. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like, mm. like if, because you know, we are so conditioned to live in the world of right and wrong. Yeah. And so a lot of times when we're connected with our intuition or our guides or anything, we get really afraid that we're going to do it wrong, that there's one single way to do it. And if we don't get it right, somehow we're going to be disconnected, that we're not going to get the result that we want. But that's not how this world works. That's not how spirit works. You know, that's, that's the intellect. That's the ego. So when we start to just allow ourselves, you know, and I say this to my clients all the time, be a beginner. Right. Let yourself be a beginner and don't and let this be play. There is no right and there is no wrong. Your only job is to notice how it resonates within you, and you will feel it. And it's sort of, and it can be a shift. It's like because we're like, am I doing it right? And it's like, again, notice how that contracts. It's like, Ugh. and then it's like, if I had a guy, and it's like, if I had a guy, his name would be Tony, and he would be really, really, really good looking. <laughs> Tony, the good-looking so, guy. Yeah. You know, that's so interesting what you said about, about imagination because so many people doubt themselves and doubt their communication with their angels and their spirit guides because they ask themselves, is this my imagination or is this my guides? Well, apparently it's the same kind of thing. Our guides and our angels communicate with us through our imagination. So what you're really saying is that by, um, by just disarming our ego and telling it, that the imagination, the, the aspect of us that you think is actually not our guides, actually our guides, allows us to have a deeper connection. Is that it? Yes, absolutely. And you know, the thing is, is when we're connecting to the spirit world and our intuition, we creativity and imagination yeah. are the things that connect us. You know, our mm. intellect and our linear mind only goes from A to B. Again, that people analogy where we can only see that much. Mm. But when we connect to our intuition, when we connect to our guides, we need to have our imagination because it allows us to make those connections that our inner, like that our left brain wouldn't make. So that's why it is a muscle that needs to be worked. It's a right. muscle that needs to be built and it's one that allows us to create. It's what allows us to manifest, tune into our intuition, come up with creative solutions that we allow so it's not that we're making it up it's that our imagination stretches the boundaries for us to receive guidance receive, receive more exactly i love this. this is so practical thank you so much before i move on to the my final question i want to ask everybody who's watching live if you have any questions for sonia and sabrina be sure to pop them in the comments so we can tackle them as well now I've been watching your stories. I know you're, you've just filmed a manifestation course. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what the course is about, and then I want to hear your tips on how to manifest faster. Wonderful, love this question. <laughs> Sabrina and I are so excited. We are relaunching our website, everything, yeah. and we're gonna coming out with two online courses, which we're so thrilled. Our, like you are amazing course, which is our companion course for our book, our first book. And then we're writing, just actually wrote, sorry, wrote and did this course, which is called um, Magnetic, 
which Ooh. is you know a conscious co-creative force for um, manifesting. And basically what we are doing is we just created an online course in order to really help give really practical tools on how to become a masterful manifester. So manifesting for us is a way of life. It's something that every day I see myself as a co-creator with the universe, that every part and every decision that I make, it's like, I'm here to be in communication all the time. And so I think it started also getting, you know, this course we decided to develop because we, we see a lot of our friends and our incredible um, clients struggling with getting behind their dreams. Mm -hmm. And really in our household growing up, manifesting was just, something that came with being a human being. You know what I mean? It was like, we all had the power to create and our mom is an incredible creator. So we, we decided, you know what? We need to take these tools. We need to take this insight. We need to channel it and give everybody the same benefit that we had, this knowledge yeah. of power of that you can create an incredible life for yourself if you're really willing to get quiet and tune into the voice of your heart, which has the power, which is the magnet is is your 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 divine connection to your power in that it's your desire so that was what the course was about and it was so fun to film we had so much fun we had such a good time so silly but you know in terms of really being able to see yourself as a manifester you know this comes back to that thing of being a creativity you know we forget that we have power we forget that even every single thing in our world, we have manifested. And not a lot of times it wasn't that conscious. So now we're teaching you how to get conscious, how to direct your energy, how to use that focus. To, yeah, to be a magnet. And, you know, in terms of, like, even just in terms of, you know, one of the my favorite and easiest tools of, like, starting to manifest, it's like, Get clear on what it is that you actually want. Right. Decide. You know? My mom always used to say, I can teach you one, I can teach you all the steps, or I can teach you just to go to the end, which is know the outcome. Mm. She always used to say, just know the outcome. If you really embody and you know and you decide you know the outcome to something, that is the most powerful force of the universe. So I would say, get really clear and decide. If you, let's say, want, we have a lot of clients who want to write books. If you dance on the outcome, you're probably not ever going to realize that dream. But if you decide, I'm going to write a book, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to go out into the world. I'm going to share my message. You make a decision. The whole universe will start to conspire for your success. Mm. So I think the most powerful tools I could say, decide and really know the outcome. Yeah. And also even getting clear on what it is that you want. So often we tune outside of ourselves. It's like, I want a house. So maybe you don't actually want a house. Maybe you want foundation. Or mm -hmm. I, you know, it's like, or maybe I want to go on a big, massive adventure. But maybe really what you just need is adventure. I mean, the, the thing about starting to manifest and get clear is like, be really curious about to go deep. What is the root of what it is that you want? Because if it's not something that you actually want, and it's a head thought and not a heart feeling. Nothing will move. Nothing's gonna happen. You, yeah. Not because you're not really. There's no fire in the. There's no like gas in the car. There's no fire in the fireplace. You know. Again, feeling. How does this make me feel in my body? Mm. Right. It's like because when I you want something, it's like I'm going for it. A question just came in that's very related to that. What if we don't know what the outcome is? What if we don't know what we want? How do we get about it? You just said like interviewing the emotion a little bit and just 
getting deeper. But what if someone is clueless and they are asking for a sign about what it is that they want? What would your advice be? Well, I feel like, first of all, going back to the beginning of the interview, you know what you want. Yeah. You do. <laughs> to, to give away your power and say, I really don't know. You know, it might be that I'm not available for an answer. I'm not clear. But it's not that mm. you don't know. And usually I think that's starting to start to get quiet. To start to be like an investigator, to start to be like a private eye in your own life, like a like your own Sherlock Holmes. And to get curious, because you know, a lot of times, even when we're in that space, what happens is that's criticism. It's mm -hmm. like, I should know what I want. And I'm being critical that I'm in this place of where I don't know what it is that I want. And then, and then all of a sudden it starts to create this tension within us. And it really even makes us start to doubt that we do know. So if we can start to move that to neutrality of like, okay, and then checking back in with our body. It's like, how am I feeling about this? What does my intuition say? Even when my head says, my heart says, my head says, I don't know, an adventure. It's like, you can start to feel, and it just, I feel like that's just one of my tools. Yeah, I would say that that was also the benefit of having Sonia Shirkat as our spiritual teacher and our mother, was that we were never in this place of, um, I would say we weren't allowed to not know ourselves. <laughs> we were really, that was really called into question. If we parked it in neutral, um, she was really, would kind of call us out on it and would say, you do know, you do know for yourself. You just haven't given yourself the time or the space to get quiet enough to check in. So it was about holding ourselves accountable to to really opening up to that we did we did have a guru in us we did have a spiritual teacher in us leading but were we checking in or were we parking it in i don't know sort of as a bit of um paralysis of life is happening to me instead of that i am a co-creator with my life so this was sort of a little bit of a tough pill to swallow sometimes growing up because yeah. you'd like to be in that place of well my life is happening and i don't know what's happening but it was about, okay, slowing down, getting honest, and creating space to answer the question, and being patient. If it didn't come right away, do you just throw the baby out with the bathwater? Or do you go back again and check in again? Are you consistent? Do you have discipline in, are you being really available to yourself? Because that little voice of your heart and your spirit, it is there, and it is powerful. And when you hear it, and you hear what it wants, you will know. You will, you, will, you will feel it. And like one other thing, if you want to manifest, the thing is, is you have to become very responsible for your life and for your decisions. And a lot of times that can feel scary because mm -hmm. we don't want to be responsible because a lot of times what happens is we're afraid of the outcome. But when what we're really afraid of is afraid of being disappointed. And so what we do is we just say, I don't know. I don't know what it is. And it's because, but really disappointment is A, a mild emotion. It isn't actually like, and we can be massively disappointed, but usually, but also that is also a place where we have to trust outside of ourselves and know that the universe has a bigger, better plan. You know, there's so many times where I've wanted something and I'm like, oh, I want this. And then I'm so sure that that's what I want. And then I'm disappointed. And what happens is something else shows up that's something like, better than what I wanted or that I could have even ever imagined. imagined. And I'm totally. like, thank wow. God I didn't get what I wanted. Yeah. We so. find, yeah, we can find this in relationships. People are like, I wanted to be with that person. And then later they're like, thank God I didn't wind up with that person. <laughs>
Yeah, because <laughs> sometimes it's easier to uh, victimize ourselves and and just tell the universe and people that all the answers we seek are outside of us. But it all comes down to finding this state of self-empowerment and realizing that I do know all the answers. I, I am connected to a power higher than myself that guides me step by step, moment by moment into what I want and what I want to create in the world. Thank you so much for all these practical tools we've given us. I've had a blast hearing you talk about intuition, about manifestation. You've given us some fabulous, some practical tools. Thank you so much for opening up and sharing this um, with us today. It's been wonderful sharing this space with you. Before we go, would you like to tell people what's the best way for them to get in touch with you and get into your world? Yes, I would say definitely follow us on Instagram. We're always posting all sorts of tips and tools and actually go to our website and sign up for our free ebook. We're about to relaunch our site, relaunch our courses. We're so excited for all of the things and we love to give all of you guys all of the tools that we have in our toolbox yes. and let us know what it is that you're curious about just right. like this we feel so honored to be here thank you so much for having us on your on your great instagram shows it's just been amazing and so wonderful to connect with your sweet spirit and energy you're just the best yeah and you can find us at sonia and sabrina dot that yes, was that was the one. <laughs> also, I love your flower yes, girl. Me too. Yes, it looks so fabulous. Thank you so much. It's my way of connecting with my Thank inner child so as well. <laughs> Thank you so much, girls. Have a beautiful day. Bye bye. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 